More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. As we gear up for the biggest year in politics, one thing we can all do now is start voting with our wallets. By supporting brands and companies that share your values, you're sending a message. It's like buying a team jersey, and we're on Team Sanity. Our sponsors are, too. So before we get behind the candidates, let's get behind the people, our people. Every day, men and women who have started businesses across the country, people just like you and me. Support a Clan Buck sponsor and let your voice be heard. The more of us that support them, the louder our collective voice becomes. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. It's Valentine's Day, you knuckleheads. If you are out there right now and you just heard me say that and you didn't know it was Valentine's Day... You're probably already in a little bit of trouble, but I might have saved you from a lot of trouble. There are millions of men right now who still have not recognized that it is Valentine's Day and your wives, girlfriends, mistresses, significant others, boyfriends, I don't know. They're all angry at you because you're an imbecile and you should have made reservations weeks ago to be able to go out to dinner. Buck, I always say there's very few things worse to be than the man with a girlfriend or a wife driving around trying to get into a restaurant on Valentine's Day. Walk in. Do you have any tables? No. No, they don't have any tables. They haven't had tables for weeks. All of the men who cared about the women in their lives made reservations weeks ago, and you didn't. So you better come up with a plan right now. Find out how you can cook. Are you going out at all for Valentine's Day? You're, you're really not helping all the, all the dudes in our audience right now who are caught a little bit off guard by the, oh my gosh, it's Valentine's Day, yep. Clay. I tried so to, they, they, they're already, were, they're already panicking. You're throwing them right under the bus with a bunch, with a bouquet of flowers, no less. Um, look, I, I, I have very, what? You, you, you I was just going to say, you, uh, you were a single guy as a man, grown man out of college for like almost 20 years. Was Valentine's, where did Valentine's Day for you as a single man rank on your most hated days? It had to be high up there, right? So there are two ways to look at it. 
on the one hand, as a single man, now I think there's a very small, I, I wonder what percentage of our audience is actually single. I, I think that's it's a great question. Not divorced. 10. You mean single, never married? Single, never married. 10%. Ten percent is probably a good guess. I think 10 it's probably, 10%. Yeah. yeah. So for, for the 10%, uh, who, who know what I'm talking about here. There's one way to look at it, which is it puts all this on. By the way, we are going to dive into the news, the big, the big congressional uh, special. Election I want to just Long start Island. with relaxing conversation before we have to hit the everything. We're all screwed and uh, and everything's going to hell. That's, button. that's coming up first. Clay, I want to tell you your relationship is on the rocks. <laughs> if you didn't already plan for all this, so a that's few right. things. As the single guy, uh, you can look at Valentine's as the hot seat, and because especially if you're a few dates in. It's if someone's your Valentine, are they your girlfriend? I mean, that starts. You know, are no, you in a relationship? Like you know, what's the what's the situation? But the other side of it is, you could be like, well, if you want to just fade out, Valentine's Day is a good day to fade out because if you don't make it happen, if you've been out with a lady more than once and nothing comes her way on Valentine's Day, I don't think you're going out with her number three, number four. So that's it, it's a, a bit of a um. It's like a sifting mechanism in the single man's world, uh, you know, and, and that's assuming you're the kind of guy who is trying to, uh, you know, still find that significant other down the line. So yeah, that's what I would say. And just on the restaurant scene, I'm staying home tonight. Karen and I are going to make, we, we make phenomenal, uh, steak. You haven't, we haven't had steak night with you when you've here, when you're here yet. No, we always, no, that's true. We always order in clay. Clay all of a sudden starts being like, he's like, yo soy clay. Uh, I would like some ceviche. I don't know how to say that in Spanish. <laughs> ceviche but. is um, in Miami is really really good. Clay, no, it, it, I mean that's the one thing here. You can drop me anywhere in Miami, pretty much, and it's like, hey, is there a good ceviche? The answer is yes. There's good ceviche. Oh, uh, that's so good. At hand. So uh, we're, you know we, we make great steak, and so we're making steak tonight because I'm just gonna say this for everybody out there, whether you're going out to dinner or not, and I think a lot of our people are not gonna go out. They're gonna stay home, and you know, I'm a fan of. I think you celebrate Valentine's Day. In the home, I think I, I'm just what I think in, in all respects, I think Valentine's is something for, you know, for the married folks out there. I think Valentine's is, uh, something you celebrate in the home, first and foremost. And I would also say going out to eat, this is the worst in terms of your service, your restaurant options, the price point, the worst day of the year. They I don't care. The they think they'll one. never see you again. Second worst. I think New Year's Eve is the worst All right. day to I actually, go I actually, I'll strike that from the record. Yes, New Year's Eve is the worst. This is the second worst. Yeah, two worst. So it's Valentine's Day. Keep it in mind. Now, all right, we had a special election. And I just want to say this. You and I started this show in June of 21. We're coming up on the three-year anniversary. I bet people out there are probably like, it's been three years. It's been almost three years that we've been hanging out with you on a daily basis. like, I've been staring at this guy's face yeah, for thousands three of hours. Years. Yeah, thousands, literally thousands of hours at this point. And some of you are like, and we've been having to listen to you, knuckleheads, for thousands, yeah, thousands of hours. All right, so here's the thing. We have had one day of celebration on this show in three years. One day when after an election we could come in and we could say, hey, America is in a good place. I am ecstatic about the result that we got. That was after Glenn Youngkin won the governor's race in Virginia in November of 2021. That was a great night, November of 2021. Now, there have been elections that occurred that were fabulous results. DeSantis' big win in Florida. 
Brian Kemp's big win in Georgia, the individual congressional districts that flipped that allowed the House to flip back to Republican control. Uh, Lombardo won out in Nevada where I just was the last five days, which is the only, only person in all of 2022 to beat a statewide incumbent. But to a large extent, it has been one disappointment after another. And last night, special election, another disappointing result. Uh, the majority in the House is down again. Now this race will come back up. Uh, in November, this was a special election to replace, uh, uh, Santos and, uh, Suozzi, I'm not even sure how you pronounce his name, the Democrat incumbent that lost to, uh, Santos in 2022 came back and won, uh, by seven points in New York three last night, uh, seven or eight points in the special election. And that's not much different than what the 2020 race looked like when Biden won this district by 10 points. So, Buck, how alarmed should we be? We're not going to get a lot of tea leaves to read. We're nine months out, coming up on eight months. I mentioned yesterday, and I do think this is significant, we're only seven months away from everybody starting to vote all over yeah. uh the country. What should the alarm be that we really haven't had a great victory since 2021 i feel like clay is not going to become the national spokesman for valentine's day because so far his valentine's day message is good job you jerks who didn't prepare and oh by the way the republic is doomed but let's get let's get into i try to be an optimist but let's be honest other than glenn youngkin there has not been a morning after election day where everybody has been beaming in the entire time that we've been on the air talking no, to people, no, R- Ron DeSantis' re-election in Florida. Well, that was great, but I'm saying that, that was, was expected. I would that was expected. Maybe the margin was not, but the 2022 in general was not what we had hoped okay. we were going to get. So, so I view this as a giant ringing alarm bell for all conservatives for the entire Republican Party across the country. This is not going to be easy. This election, I understand Joe Biden, sippy cup, blanket on the knees, feeding crumbs to the ducks. How could he win? Look at what they did in Long Island. Look at what happens in these special elections. Look at the record in these close contests that have happened since 2020. Okay. Here's, here's how the New York Times clicks. I pulled this, you know, reading the enemy, the enemy's, uh, playbook a little bit here. Um, wrote about this this is by the way i i know this um this district very well i've spent a lot of time in this district it's you know north shore long island into into central long island really and parts of it even extend into queens so this is the quintessential suburb think of it like this is a big and you know uh, and and diverse suburb of the city of new york but long island overall has been trending very red in recent years and it was wins in Long Island that are the reason we have, well, New York State more broadly, but Long Island even more specifically. Yes. Um, that's, that's why we have the house. And this was the Santos thing. I should note people were saying, guys, I don't know. You know, I mean, he's, you know, maybe we should fight a little more on this. Because... I think it was a mistake to kick him out. I, yes. I, I mean, flat, flatly. The Democrats would not have kicked Santos out. They, they wouldn't would have not. done it. 
They would not have done it. So not not under the circumstances of it being a competitive, yeah, they'll kick somebody out, you know, if they think it's a state where they just get to have the governor replace the person or they think they've got a lock on it. This is a very competitive district. This is a very uh, important race to understand. Because I know right now all these people are running around and it's become this big sport. Oh, Biden's such a clown and Kamala's awful and those things are true. Oh, and, and I'll even put aside, oh, but, you know, they'll put somebody else in there. Whatever the case may be, Clay, it's going to be a very close and very nasty election, and we can lose. I, I view this as the, if we don't get it together, we can lose. We could lose the House, we could lose the Senate, and we could definitely lose the presidency. So here's why. The strategy, this is from the New York Times. And, Clay, I, I think we break this down more in this hour. Yes, Mayorkas got impeached. No, he will not get removed, so we'll talk about that, too. But here we go. Quote, the strategy went something like this. Challenge Republicans on issues they usually monopolize, like crime, taxes, and above all, immigration. Flash an independent streak. Fire up the Democrat base with attacks, nearly $10 million in attack ads, on abortion and Trump. End quote. Clay, this is what they will do in every state, and this is what they're going to try to do more generally nationwide with Joe Biden. This guy, Swazi, he ran as an immigration hawk. He was talking about help, he was talking about helping to build the wall. Yeah. And it's because people go, oh, okay. And they, look, I can talk about the, you know, uh, uh, Pilip, his opponent, it was, it was not the right, obviously not the right choice, but think about what they did. Get the base fired up by attacking Trump, attacking abortion, and then to win the swing voters, pretend you're not a Democrat. And by the time they figure out they've been swindled, guess what? The election's over. This district, by the way, I know really well because I went to college, GW, and all of George Washington. Oh, a lot of third Long congressional Island. GW. A lot folks. of third, con- a lot of GW guys and girls. A lot of great, a lot of Great Neck at GW. A lot of I, Manhasset. I, 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 date, yeah. I was just gonna say, I dated a girl from Great Neck. I spent a decent. I dated amount of time. a girl from Great Neck. You dated a girl from Great Neck. Might, might have been the same girl. Uh, we, uh, I spent a lot of time up in that area, and uh, and and so I feel like I know this congressional district a little bit because again from college and uh, and obviously we've got a huge listenership of people right now in that district listening to both of us uh, on W O O R and look to hit you with some data and we'll come back on this a little bit more uh, average household income one hundred and thirty thousand dollars this is a median household income that is a very wealthy district seventy percent white. 15% Asian, 11% Hispanic, 3% Black. This is a quintessential suburban district that you have to win if you are going to get elected in 2024. And you hit it. Trump and abortion. Trump and abortion. Trump and abortion. Trump and abortion. Well, that's what they're running that, But that that's for the base, yes. Yeah. The other key component of this is how do they win swing voters? They lie to you. Uh, That's how they win. Yeah. They pretend they're not Democrats. Oh, I'm a maverick. I'm an independent Democrat. You know, I'm a gun-toting Democrat. You know, whatever. They do this game, and I know people, you are, you are rolling, meaning the royal you, people out there, you're rolling your eyes right now at this, but you know it's true. You know it's true. They're going to lie. They're going to have base turnout, and also this is going to be a challenge because of, uh, you know, who has more 
high propensity voters who will show up. I mean, you look at the turnout here. Well, look, we got to break down all this data. Yeah. This, this clay, I think you and I see this broadly the same way. This is a warning sign. Okay. This is a, a preview of what happens in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in key states and in key races from the presidency all the way down if the GOP doesn't wake up. You have something to throw in the mix right now or you, you gave me no, the look? No, no, let's come back. Oh, okay. but yeah, I, I think that's 100% right. We need to dive into this. Sometimes he gives me the clay look and I'm like, oh, oh boy, there's something, something just happened. Someone did something in the news, but we'll get back into all this here in just a second. You know what I've got in my home? I cannot tell you where. I'll just tell you it is in my home because I keep it secure. And Liberty Safe. I love my Liberty Safe. It's phenomenal. I want to also tell you, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit. Like, I've got important papers in there. I think I could say that. Um, I like watches, so I don't know. Maybe there's a nice watch or two in there. Uh, and perhaps if I'm a precious metals guy, which I am, I've got some gold bars in there. But I trust Liberty Safe. Not only is this phenomenal protection, not just from theft, but from fire as well, but uh, Liberty Safe is all about protecting your privacy. Electronic safe locks for most manufacturers have a code to allow access if you're locked out. But Liberty Safe makes it easy to change or disable that code anytime. Your safe is your business, and Liberty Safe will help you keep it that way. They've even been praised by the Missouri Attorney General for their privacy practices. Shop online at LibertySafe.com for a customized, fortress-strong Liberty Safe with one-of-a-kind locking bars and best-in-class fire protection. They're that good. And when you shop at LibertySafe.com, use the code RADIO for an extra 10% discount for supporting safes made in America by Americans. Also, get this, a free $60 value locking pistol vault with your Liberty Safe purchase only for this audience. So go to LibertySafe.com. That's LibertySafe.com uh, and use code RADIO. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of bit. us we're a figuring out and if we had been recording these last four or five days oh it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in. Welcome in. Hour number three, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We're both so fired up for the start of hour three that we were ready to jump right in there and start firing away. We've been breaking down a lot of different issues, by the way. I encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single moment. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. You can also watch us, believe it or not, for three hours live every single day if you want to watch the video version of the radio show. It's at clayandbuck.com. You can sign up there. You can go behind the paywall. Boom. We are waving at you right now. What I can promise you is that you will probably see us frequently attired in T-shirts talking into a microphone. But if that sounds super appealing to you, it is your lucky day because you can watch all three hours. Uh, we have been talking about a variety of different topics. It is Valentine's Day. As I started off the show by saying, if you in your car right now just thought to yourself, oh, no. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. And if you haven't already taken care of the woman in your life, you are probably in for a rough day. You better get on it. New York, 3rd Congressional District, Santos's District, 8-point win for Democrats, another seat of the majority gone, one loss after another. It's important to try to pay attention to all of these losses and think, as we sit here nine months out, this is a suburban Long Island district. Wealthy. High white and Asian population. A district that Santos won in 2022. A district that Joe Biden won by 10 points in 2020 over Donald Trump. Eight-point win for the Democrats in this election. We're going to continue to hammer this. Snowy day, waiting till election day, it's not going to be good enough to win in 2024. All of you need to get your votes in. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, also the Mayorkas impeachment. Neither Buck nor myself is very optimistic that this is going to lead to uh, a significant political win. Uh, we've got, Buck, I wanted to talk about this because we mentioned it yesterday. The Senate has passed a $95.3 billion payment, your tax dollars, going to fund the border and protect the border of Ukraine, Taiwan, and Israel. 22, I believe, is the number Republican senators supported this bill. It's now moving on to the House. Yesterday I was reading. And I just want to ask you, I want all of you to think about this as a broad idea. We are now 35 trillion roughly in debt. 
when the Tea Party started and became an issue, we were at $10 trillion in debt. So we're averaging adding about a trillion dollars a year to our national debt. I saw a report from the Congressional Budget Office, I was reading about it yesterday, Buck, that we are on pace to have a $54 trillion federal deficit a decade from now. And my son is 16 years old. He's a sophomore in high school. And he's just starting to study economics. And we were having this conversation recently. The dollar is the default currency for the world. What happens if suddenly our foreign adversaries who own trillions of dollars in American debt, what happens, Buck, if one day they just decide they're not going to buy the debt that we are constantly issuing well, out there? What, what you're talking about is uh, the death of the dollars, the global reserve currency, and the end of American dominance in all respects, including our quality of life that we have gotten very used to in this country, uh, where we can be these massive consumers and and get deeply indebted, and it doesn't really affect things for us. I mean, part of the problem is, yes, we complain the economy is not as good now as it should be, and but you've spent some time in countries, I'm sure, where you see what real economic yes. deformation looks like or real economic reversal looks like and it is uh, it is a shocking thing it is a devastating thing to that nation and uh, i i think that unfortunately right now we we don't have a, a system that will allow this to turn around uh we don't have people who are willing to make decisions today that take the future into account this is a function of math isn't it interesting there are so many people who are much more concerned about climate, it seems, than about the debt these days? Yeah. One of them is a real thing that is not a real problem, meaning climate is changing. It is always changing. Yes, of course it changes. It bears no real threat to humanity and to us whatsoever. And the other thing is a mathematical certainty that the debt burden will become so heavy that it will crowd out uh, other spending and it will change the lives of the American people in future generations in ways that we would really hate to see. And that can, of course, lead to social unrest, civil unrest, all kinds of other problems as well. But I can sit here and talk about it, and we can talk about where the debt was in the Tea Party era in 2010 uh, versus where it is now. I think it was, what was it? Uh, $10, 10 trillion? trillion? Yeah. yeah. We've added $25 trillion. trillion in debt since the Tea Party. So, you know, we, we, we talk about this, and... Look, uh, you know, one way that, one way that Trump hit Ron DeSantis right away and it was effective was Ron wanted to cut entitlements. Even among Republicans, this is some real talk. Even among Republicans, you want to win? Say you won't touch entitlement spending. You say you won't touch the retirement age. As long as that continues, we're just going to keep, I mean, that's, for me, I don't want to be overly fatalistic about it, but maybe, maybe that's what I'm being. Until people feel pain, they won't change. And the problem with this is once you start to feel the pain, then the change is too really late. too late. Yeah. It's all too late. And this is where we are. You know, think about that. I mean, Trump has said, I won't touch your, your social security. I won't touch your Medicare. I won't touch, uh, you know, entitlement spending. I won't touch a retri- retirement age. And that's a Republican from outside the establishment. And anyone who would run against him in this primary or, you know, anyone who going forward is running as a Republican, 
they know they'll lose if they say they want to touch any of those things. And you bring that up now, and people always say, Clay, I've paid into this my whole life. Medic, Social Security is fixable, and that's doable. You, you, you just make some change. You do a little bit of means testing for rich people, and you raise the retirement age a couple of years. You figure out when you do that. You get out the actuarial table. It's not the end of the world. Medicare is a big problem because people say, oh, I've been paying into it. The average person, the average person takes out twice in Medicare spending what they pay into over the course of their lifetime. And a vast majority of that spending comes in the last six months of life. Yeah. So we have to fix these things somehow. But no one, you know, you say you want to fix it. You're a bad person. You say you want to change it. You know, you and I are getting older. Well, you know, at some point we're going to want Medicare too. I want it to be there and I want it to be a functioning program for people. But I don't know, man. We, we sit here, we talk about it. Look at this foreign spending we're doing. Why are we giving that's, any that's why it ties money? in? That's what, that, that's why, why it ties why are we into giving me. any of these countries. Yeah. And notice I, I, is there anyone who has been mo- more vocally in support of Israel? Well, period, but also since October 7th. Than we have been on this show. I don't think even so. Yesterday, I, I tell there's a look. What, what do you mean you're talking? Israel's a wealthy country. Why are we giving Israel 16 billion dollars? Why do we give it three billion dollars every year? And it's not just Israel. Why are we giving 60 billion dollars to Ukraine? Why do we have the the foreign aid budget that we have in total? What are we yeah, actually getting for this? I agree completely. And I think it. Look, if you want to give to charity, because let's be honest, that's basically what we're doing here. Then most of you, if you run, ran your household, you wouldn't go in debt to donate to charity. In fact, your husband or wife, if you sat down at the table and you said, Hey, for part of our budget this year, I want to give $5,000 in charity on the credit card. Every single one of you out there would look at your spouse like they were absolutely insane. If you wouldn't do in your household what the United States government is doing for our entire household, and Buck, I don't see this as Democrat, I don't see this as Republican, I don't see this as independent. To me, anyone voting to give a hundred billion dollars, rounding up from 95 or 96 billion, to foreign countries when we are 35 trillion dollars in debt, I, I think your analogy with global warming is, is, is a really good one. One of the biggest issues in life, this is me giving you a little bit of a TED talk, is most people fear things which in reality are not threats to them. And you spend a lot of time being fearful of things that are never going to be an issue in your life. You and I are in our 40s. I, I've got three kids, 16, 13, and 9. I'm building a beach house. I've said before, I ain't worried about the rising oceans, all right? Maybe it's going to be an issue for my beach house. If so, I was wrong. I'll deal with it. I am insanely worried about the fact that at some point in my kids' lives, maybe even some point in my life, we're going to be a $100 trillion in debt. And if you don't think that our adversaries out there are not planning on bankrupting this country. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, there's a new threat from Russia. Oh, there's a new threat from China today. The big looming asteroid that is aimed right for America, that is in danger of obliterating this country, is we're going to have $55 trillion in debt a decade from now 
And then just the interest on our national debt is going to become soon the biggest single expenditure that this country has. Well, there's a long, I mean, this there's is a crazy. long history. There's a long history of this, of, of fiat currency. Uh, you can go back and even look at the usage of paper currency in, you know, China over a thousand years ago. I mean, there, there's, uh, when, when, once they start printing it in paper and once the money has no intrinsic value, it's not backed by anything, what happens? Inflation happens. And inflation, we all know what that does, particularly to those who don't hold assets. And then the, the politic, this is the problem we're in right now. The political mechanism to check it, even in a, in a republic like ours, right? Even in, in a system where the people who are suffering from the inflation, who are suffering from these decisions, are the ones who are supposed to be able to make it right. No one can win and get the power they need to solve the problem because the person who says, keep eating those treats, they won't make you fat. Keep eating a whole chocolate yes. cake every night. There's no problem with it. That person wins because yeah. they're appealing to the immediate and they're appealing to the sense that I get mine. I'm not worried about what comes down the line. That is what it is bipartisan in this country. It is the truth. And you're not even really hearing that. You know, we're, we're, we're hopefully going to elect a president who's obviously far better than Joe Biden. Donald Trump's not going to touch the debt. Anyone, anyone take bets on that one? Not going to touch the debt. He's going to spend a lot. Just Donald Trump spent six trillion dollars last year in office. Everybody, I know it was COVID. I know. Oh, we can't we can't blame Trump for anything. Look, I love the guy. I'm hoping he's going to be president. But if we're talking about the debt, you know, this is the situation, folks. I don't know, man. I just is, I, we are I, a I, bummer I, on Valentine's. I, I just I I think it ties in so much with the failure that we have from our elected officials. We are, we are $35 trillion in debt and they are telling us it's anti-American if we won't take out a hundred billion dollars in additional debt and send it to foreign countries to protect their own border while our border is wide open. And this to a large extent in the Senate is bipartisan. And I just look at it and I say, no one would run their family finances like the United States government does. And just think about it. If you donating to charity is a fabulous thing to do. If you were donating five thousand dollars to charity on your credit card that you didn't have, and you were going to have to pay interest on that donation, none of you would do it. And if you had a spouse that suggested it, you would tell them that they're crazy. Well, but but you certainly wouldn't say it's un-American. Your your analogy is is actually people. Are, uh, are saying, Hey, let's do something really nice for, for some other family. Let's do something really nice yeah. for some other family because it's going on someone else's credit card. And that's what people don't realize. It's actually our credit card. It's the credit, the faith and credit yeah. of the American people. And we're all in it together on the dollar. It's not even a partisan thing. I, I don't want the dollar to collapse for any of us because then it collapses for all of us. And also to then argue that if I'm opposed to that, I'm in not an American, that it's un-American to be opposed to spending a hundred billion dollars on somebody else's border. If we had a budget surplus, that's a conversation we could have. We don't have a budget surplus. In fact, I'm concerned that all of this is going to blow up one day. We're going to try to sell debt and there ain't going to be a buyer.
And what happens then? Look out. I mean, look out in a big way. Uh, in the meantime, oh man, let's have some fun. <laughs> I've got prize picks right now. And a lot of you out there got your big Super Bowl picks in, uh, and had a fantastic time, even though we ended up losing on our prize picks because Brock Purdy took a knee on the final play of regulation to knock his total rushing yards back. But if you're a sports fan, fantasy sports person, prize picks is what you want to download. America's number one fantasy sports app. California, Texas, Georgia, all sorts of states. If you've been feeling like you're left out, you can have some fun. You can win up to a 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. That means $10 can turn into $1,000. And right now, they will match 100 bucks. Basically, you get 100 bucks. You put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com, use my name, Clay, and you'll get a first deposit match. That is up to $100. Boom. They'll give you $100. So your $100 turns into $200. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com, use my name, Clay, when you sign up. That's prizepicks.com slash Clay. Do it today. $100. Double your money. Have some fun at prizepicks.com. Code Clay. Keeping it real, keeping it honest. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Valentine's Day special edition. Love Hurts, there you hear it. It is Valentine's Day. Um, I wanted to mention this to all of you, by the way, uh, because I do think these numbers are important, and I hinted at it yesterday, but I want to drive it home even more. I was reading yesterday... New York Times, only 5% of American parents have gotten the latest COVID shot for their kids. Think about how crazy that is. 95% of parents out there have said no to the latest COVID shot. And only 40% of parents got the initial COVID shot for their kids. Buck, I just find those numbers so interesting because as a parent, you might be willing to do things for your own health that because you had to keep a job, like you had to get the shot so you could go around to New York City and be able to go about your daily life. But when 95% of parents are rejecting the COVID boosters and 60% of parents never got them in the first place, that's pretty extraordinary. You know, I just to clarify, I got the Johnson & Johnson, yes. which was not an mRNA shot and which was just not effective at all. <laughs> which and pulled like, from the market shortly after you got right. it. Right. I mean, they even admitted, they're like, well, that was a total waste of everybody's time. But so it was an mRNA, but it was in New York City, it was get the shot or lose your job. That's it. It was get the shot or you're done. And, uh, there's, I, I'm surprised that more people on the right aren't advocating for this. I don't know. Maybe Trump has talked about this. Why haven't we agreed to rehire every person yeah, from I every agree. branch of the military? Every, you know, we, we owe it to them. I, I don't know with why. With back pay. Is, with back, with back pay, with, you know, increase in rank that would have come from, from duration of service. I mean, I, I, I don't, but you and I sit here, man, I'll say this is one where maybe we're disconnected from even a majority of the GOP base at this point. People just want to move on. I, I don't, I am 
like you you brought up what New York City did and making yeah. everyone like me. Get, I'm still angry about it. One I, reason I, you live in Miami now. It, well, a huge reason. You know, people say, oh, we'll do something about it. I did. I moved to Florida, which I never thought I would do. I do love it here, by the way, especially in February. But I never thought I would leave New York City. I love New York City. But the leadership of New York betrayed me and betrayed the Constitution. And I have not let it go. And I will not let it go. I don't know. Maybe Trump's going to start talking about this. But I'm not sure the people really care. I don't know. I, I do think that that's a no-brainer. But to get 95% is such an extraordinary number of parents to agree on anything. And the fact that you care more, and I know all of you do, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, they all care more about their kids than anything. There's an awful lot of people, I think, Buck, that this tells us have been lying about how many boosters they've been getting and everything else. Is it only the media that's been getting their kids the booster shots? Because that's basically the way that I would think. Uh, as we come back, we'll talk more about that. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Valentine's Day expert Carol Markowitz about to join us here. She is also a part of the Clay and Buck podcast alongside of Tudor Dixon. Buck as he just shared, has run downstairs to go get the flowers that they are delivering for his lovely wife, Carrie. Carol, I apologize to all the men out there who have just realized it's Valentine's Day, but I asked a, <laughs> I asked an important question earlier. 
Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, and New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. as a man, seem to be days that are designed primarily where men can only do things wrong. That is where <laughs> things can only go awry. Relationships can be mm-hmm. torn asunder. Is yeah. there a female equivalent for relationship days, in your opinion, that women feel similarly pressured as men do on the three days that I just mentioned? No, of course not, because men yeah. are far easier creatures than women. Uh, sorry, that's just how it goes. We look good, but we're complicated. And you guys, you know, less complicated, but you have, you have your other pluses and minuses. So there's never know. a day, there's never a day, Carol, where you're like, oh my God, if I screw this up, I'm going to have to deal with issues from, from my husband. <laughs> no. Cause you can just put no, it, here's the thing, no every woman thing. knows you can just put on a nice dress right. and your husband w- and heels and your husband will forgive almost everything. Right. Or take that nice dress off and everything, yes. you know, you're good to go. <laughs> it's true. So, it's hundred percent so true. Carol, uh, we, we, we got one here from our VIP Tracy. She writes, Clay and Bucket, if I'm out of breath, it's because I had to sprint. Carrie's going to be back any second, (laughs) and it's a live show. I had to sprint to get the flowers because otherwise they're just going to be, like, left by the gate, and I want them to be in the home. So, anyway, I had to get the flowers, bring them up, set them up. Oof, man, i got to do more cardio. Tracy writes in, Clay and Buck, I worked at a grocery store while going to college. I learned how frustrated men were on Valentine's Day as they were scrambling to find something to drag home to appease the wife. They would tell me how livid they were. They had to rush the store to get some gift for their partner, always claiming it's not good enough for her, and I'm going to hear about my shortcomings in choosing her a gift. Isn't it more true now than ever, Carol, that when it comes to Valentine's Day, it is the thought that counts? Like, if you get a smooch and a single rose, like, that should be it. This this whole this whole holiday strikes me as uh, missing the point sometimes. So it's funny because of the three holidays you mentioned, I don't do two of them. New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day, I just, I'm not into it. I, we've never celebrated them. I mean, you know, we, we make get together with friends on, on New Year's Eve, but we're never the people who like get the $5,000 prefix menu at the restaurant and go to some hot party. Never. And Valentine's Day, I just, I find it cheesy. I try not to rain on other people's parades about it. So I don't, you know, write long think pieces about how Valentine's Day, this is this corporate holiday, all that. But I love Mother's Day. And Mother's Day, I mean, I gave you three children. It better be the biggest day of the year. You better have thought about it in advance. I don't want you waking up on the Sunday morning and being like, oh, where do you want to go today? Absolutely not. But I have to say that it's the thought that really women are missing. I, I don't think that they care very much about what the grand gestures. I mean, maybe some do, but, you know, don't marry women like that. I think it's the thought that they feel like men are not putting into it. And that, for me, again, on Mother's Day, it would be less about how much he spent on the gift or, or whatever, but that he considered it in advance. He didn't just, you know, wing it. And that's really what it's all about. Okay, so here's my thing on Mother's Day. How old are your kids now, Carol? Um, they're 14, 11, and 8. Okay, at what point do these bastards have to start pulling their own weight? Because <laughs> my kids are 16, 13, and 9, and mm-hmm. I've been covering for their asses yeah. for their entire lives, <laughs> making sure that they're good for Mother's Day. Yeah. At what age do they have to own that it's their mom, not my mom? Like, i I got to tell right. you, this was one of the things I wasn't prepared for as a dad, I didn't know that I would have to be covering for my kids on Mother's Day for someone who's not even my own mom. 
Right, but she is the mom of your children. She gave you the babies. It, it, it's the but when do they have to start that. carrying their own weight here on Mother's yeah. Day? When do I get to I mean, like take a step back? I, I feel like, yeah, you're right. At some point, the baton has to be handed over. But, it, you know, can they make their own reservations? Can they figure out where mom needs to go? You're still paying. So I'm going to pay for everything for the rest of their lives, honestly. <laughs> this is what I'm coming to. Fuck, this so is Carol, what you have to be on, on the ball for when you start having kids. Indeed. Yeah. Um, she's in our podcast stream, everybody, so make sure you subscribe to the Clay and Buck podcast for the Carol Markowitz show, which is doing great download numbers already because all of you are enjoying it so much. So please go check that out. Carol, we, we think it's so important. You and Tudor, you're, you're our, our ladies who add that ladies touch, that ladies voice into the mix yeah. here because we were, it was a little guy heavy. Well, I guess it's always guy heavy here on the radio, <laughs> but little guy heavy talking about Valentine's, but I want to offer you this. Tracy, our VIP, also put this out there. What do you think about this suggestion? She wrote in, after seeing how frustrated men were and realizing how ridiculous this holiday is, I decided to give my husband a get-out-of-jail-free card and hold him the uh, hold him for the only holiday we would celebrate is our anniversary, as it is our day, not some crazy retail holiday. Yep. We've been married 44 years this week. I know, his, I know I made his life much better by eliminating this pressure for Valentine's Day. What mm-hmm. do you make of it? Yeah, well, that's what we do in our, our relationship, too. Our anniversary is a big deal. My birthday is a big deal. Again, Mother's Day is a big deal. But these other holidays, I, I, we, I, we literally don't even acknowledge it. Like, we did not wish each other a happy Valentine's Day today. But you know what I have enjoyed? Like, in the past, um, when we first got married, you know, we, we didn't celebrate Valentine's Day. I, I said I wasn't into it, and my husband was obviously really happy to hear that. But then, like, a few years in, like, on February 12th, I'd like to I like to say, like, oh, hey, what are we doing for Valentine's Day? And watch the look of, like, fear <laughs> on his face. It's a really good time. It only works that, like once or twice. but That is fantastic. By the way, I didn't even think about the anniversary. The women just stack a series <laughs> of obligations on men who are birthday yeah. to, like, so many different things out there that we are awful at. And it's like a constant test that we fail. And I don't understand. Like, there's no equivalent that men do to women, right? Like, there's no day that I can point to and say, if you care about me, you will be perfect on this day. Right. No, again, we have higher expectations, and that's the way it works, you know. Um, your your low the low expectations that we have of of men never works out for them. They they need that higher bar to clear. It's it's part of the whole you know evolution of the species. Carol, what do you got on the podcast? People have for people who have not yet listened to your podcast, what will they find when they go listen to it in the Clay and Buck feed? It's a podcast about life. It's a podcast where I ask people about how they got to where they are in their career, whether they think that they've made it, um, you know, suggestions that they have for my listeners on how they can improve their lives. I've gotten so many people messaging me. I generally end with the question, a tip for my listeners to improve their lives. And I hear from people all the time that they're using those tips. And the one that I hear about the most is the Buck Sexton tip where he said that he reads before bed and it puts him, like, in a, in a better place before sleep. I started doing it. I mean, a lot of people that write to me have done it. And, you know, I, I think that that's an easy change in your life. It, it's a podcast about life in our crazy world, and I want people to be able to benefit from it and not well, just... Well, thank you, Carol. By the way, I, I just tell everybody that that is, I think it's a game changer. It's also part of my, and this gets me heat, this gets me heat from people, Carol. No TV in the bedroom. 
I tell people yeah. no TV in the bedroom because you know what you're doing if there's no TV in the bedroom? Reading, sleeping, or cuddling. Or other things. <laughs> or cuddling. <laughs> Those are the things you are doing. You are not, there's a TV room. It should not be the bedroom. It all ties into my read before you go to sleep. I have a Kindle. I put it on the low light setting. I'm, I pass out like a baby. I read for 20 or 30 minutes. No problem going to sleep every night. And I end up reading two, three books a month that way, every month, just from that. So I'm so glad that your people have found that to be, your listeners, yeah, to be useful. They do. And everyone should go check out the Carol Markowitz podcast. I'm waiting for Carrie to come home any minute. I'm just desperate that uh, she get home, Clay, before the puppy figures out that there's this big thing that looks like it might be fun to chew in the middle of the table because she technically can't get up there, but she's like a velociraptor in Jurassic Park. She finds out how to open doors and move chairs. Carol, thank you for being here. Subscribe to the Carol. Well, actually, just subscribe to Clay and Buck podcast and then listen to the Carol Markowitz show, which is in there. Carol, thank you so much. Yeah, and tell your husband, um, I was at the Super Bowl and I'd love to see him there, but since he's a Cowboys fan, I never will. (laughs) Mean, Clay. Very mean. (laughs) No, and all all seriousness, happy Valentine's Day to you and all the women out there whose husbands are going to forget to tell they're driving around right now. Panicked that it is Valentine's Day. And they have no idea what a memorable gift to give is. They're going to be scrambling, headed to the grocery store to try to grab some roses, the picked-over roses, the ones that nobody else wanted. All the men who love the women in their lives, they already got the great flowers. You've got, like, the really not-very-good little balloon with the sad saying on it. you got the bad, bedraggled, not that great flower still available there. How about Legacy Box? You can pretend right now. You can pretend that you, a month ago, decided that the perfect gift for Valentine's Day was to preserve all your family memories. If your wife or girlfriend isn't listening right now, you can claim that you have been thinking about her for Valentine's and that you decided the best thing you could ever do for her and for your family was to preserve all your family memories. She won't even know that you heard me at 2.45 on the afternoon of Valentine's, unless she listens. She won't even know that you waited until the absolute last minute. She might buy your argument that you hooked up the family a month ago with Legacy Box. Look, all you got to do, go on right now, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. You can get your order. You can take a picture of it. You can print it off. You can put it in an envelope. And you can pretend that you were prepared for Valentine's Day long ago. My gift to you is your family's memories preserved forever and keeping you out of the doghouse on Valentine's Day. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Let me also say this, by the way. Somebody might have done this, Buck. And now they're going to get the wife hearing. They might have done this a month ago, and it's the perfect gift. And now the wife is going to think you're just doing it today. So I will, if this is you, I will personally apologize to your wife or girlfriend or family member if I have just ruined your Valentine's Day gift. For the rest of you poor bastards out there that didn't take care of Valentine's, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Sometimes all you can do is laugh, and they do a lot of it with the Sunday Hang. 
Join Clay and Buck as they laugh it up in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.